Welcome to another episode of Sustainability Changemakers in Fashion by Denim Prevé. This episode, we get the opportunity to talk to Leanne Jay. She is a designer and consultant in the denim industry, and she's been around for, for a bit over a decade. Um, she's always learning, and she shared some of her wisdom with us today. So on this little episode, you'll be hearing about her conversation around trends and greenwashing and how a consumer can interact with wanting to follow these trends and wanting to know if a business is sustainable um, in the everyday life. So listen in and it's a treat. Thank you for joining us, Leanne. So let's just start off by talking about a lot of questions that a everyday person or shopper might might be looking to to get some input on. So first, let's introduce you and tell us a bit about how you got started in denim and design. Sure. So I'm Leanne Jay. I am a denim designer also. Um, been specializing in denim for probably the last 10 years, 13, 10 to 13 years. It's been a long time. So I've been in the industry for about 14 total. Um, I uh, have a real passion towards sustainability within the denim sector and within design. Um, my journey began when I was at college. I studied fine art and then I went on to study fashion design and marketing at the London College of Fashion. After then, I also studied product design and development for the fashion industries at the same university. I graduated and my first job was working at Burberry, um, where I got to work in many different departments and in one department in the design department they were starting the denim line um, at the time very first time for Burberry I believe um, or at least when I was there there was no denim line and then um, part of the project I was on was helping to create one um, and through this project I got to travel to Turkey and visit my first factory which was a denim factory and I fell in love instantly and that's where my kind of passion and journey began with denim um yeah and I've continued Lovely. to work within it and love it and haven't got bored of it yet yes I think I think as somebody previously referred to it it's like the denim bug once it bites yeah it's yeah. true it's hard to shake off uh, yeah so um let's get a little bit into what you do for your living as a job and 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 how do you forecast denim trends I thought that was a really fun element of what you do yeah so day to day um as a denim designer you're constantly keeping your eyes peeled and open you're looking for inspiration wherever you can find it um it's not so obvious sometimes um you can find it in the smallest places just by going to the shops people watching having a coffee outside in the street and watching people as they walk past um or even just going to exhibitions art exhibitions or fashion exhibitions or exhibitions about architecture, or yeah, just the most obscure things you can find inspiration from. Um, also enjoy watching music videos and seeing like the styling people do in those. Um, film and TV is huge as well. Um, and also when you forecast uh, trends, you can Google like what will be coming out in 2024 or 2025, uh, because the film producers already start for like planning um what films they're mm -hmm. going to be doing so you can get an idea and especially with like um period dramas or period films you know that can really heavily influence trends so it's really important to look mm -hmm. at what's going to happen 
Um, I also look at news and social channels to see what kind of uh, social movements there are, what people are feeling, Mm. um, how they're behaving, are they revolting against a certain movement, um, and how that can influence Mm. fashion. Um, You know, who knew that Mm -hmm. we would have a pandemic and how much that would influence the way we dressed. Um, So that's a prime (laughs) example of like something really obscure, having a really big impact. Um, And uh, traveling as well is huge for me. I love, even when I travel for work or for personal, I love seeing other cultures um, and seeking inspiration from that and allowing it to seep into my skin and my core just by absorbing myself in the culture. Um, I love doing that. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's lovely. You can get like really beautiful color palettes as well just by going to different parts of the world. Um, And then just keeping afloat Mm -hmm. with uh, generally what's going on with the industry. So fortunate enough um, as a designer that we have trade shows, um, which maybe consumers don't know about. Mm -hmm. So there's huge events where loads of fabric producers um, will collate their most recent innovations um, and their fiber innovations as well. So it might not just be cotton that we look at within denim, it could be hemp, or any new fiber that's trying to um, come to surface. I say new, obviously they've always been there, but trending. Um, And looking at new innovations in terms of dyeing um, and processing. So the machines that we use to process garments as well can have a direct impact on the trends and how we execute um, the Mm. trends too, how we interpretate them in a sustainable way, which is hugely important. and then, yeah, I think that's kind of it, really. I've covered a lot. No, I love that. It's you're 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 saying how where you garner your inspiration also has to do with uh, forecasting the future of denim, which I think makes sense. Like a constant yeah, nod back and forth. It's really important, um, um, and mm-hmm. it's a constant process. It's not like um, you stop at any point. Um, you kind of even annoyingly when you're going out with friends and trying to be social and switch off from work you'll see something out the corner of your eye and you'll be like (laughs) quickly take a picture (laughs) so I don't forget that um and yeah it's it's incredible even when you're on holiday you're constantly like oh look at that and look at this um it's really difficult to switch off actually as a designer um but you're constantly looking and collating and archiving all the different bits that you find inspirational so then when you do do a trend report you can gather all that into one and it's just like you're just painting the picture that's in your head Mm. onto a page for your customer to be able to see wow wow amazing um so yeah kind of along that line um how do you balance you know you, you brought up sustainability how do you balance you know seeking trends and sustainability because sometimes I feel like those two things can seem contradictory? Yeah, that's a great question, actually. Um, And I'm really happy you asked the question. Um, It can be a challenge, for sure. It's it's something that we have to consider greatly, um, or I consider greatly, um, because I try to be as um, considerate as possible when I'm creating trends for customers. There is a demand for newness all the time, and it's about balancing newness and doing it in a sustainable way, I think. Uh, there's there's a choice that you have and it's about the knowledge you have and how you can execute certain trends in a sustainable manner. Um, so there's lots of technologies, as I mentioned before, that look at um, 
executing like heavily acid or bleach washes but by using different technologies like ozone for example so that's like a direct way of answering if there was a huge like bleach out trend you could do it in a sustainable way um but for sure there is the argument of mass production um and how is that ever sustainable so that's why it's a challenge for sure um but i think you can just try to be the best that you can do at the time that you're doing it yes uh yeah i think that that makes sense just tackle it as it comes up mm-hmm. um so there isn't a lot of universality in terms of metrics and regulations uh, for claims that companies make in regards to sustainability. Um, and we can see that, you know, anyone anyone can stick a green tag on something. Um, so how can consumers avoid this greenwashing um, and find truly sustainable businesses? It's really difficult. And uh, recently there's been a lot of companies saying that they are sustainable. Um, and I think it's great. And I want to celebrate the fact a lot of people are doing some really positive changes uh, because I think it is really good that everyone's trying. Um, and something is better than nothing for sure. Uh, but there is a lot of bad mm-hmm. press um, or maybe not so accurate. I think a lot of people are elaborating mm. on what they are doing. And and it's also, it's mm. it's misadvising the consumers ultimately um, and it's not giving them, it's not empowering them with the correct um, information. And I think that's really important. I think consumers deserve to be given them correct information um, and then allowed to make their own choices. And I think the best way to do that is just through transparency. If every company can be transparent rather than use the word sustainable mm-hmm. and give complete transparency from the fiber where it was, where the cotton was grown, for example right the way through to when the garment was finished mm-hmm. and how it was mm-hmm. re- how it was received to store i think that would be the most ultimate mm-hmm. way to give the consumer all the information for sure that's a lot of information to give and it can be quite overwhelming um so there definitely is a balance but i think mm-hmm. if there's a way that you can scan a qr code for example and the brand can give the complete life cycle of a product then you're completely handing mm-hmm. over the power to the consumer to decide if they want to buy into that product or not yeah, and I guess, you know, interestingly enough, as a designer, you're also you're also a consumer. Um, so I wonder how much uh, this also plays into, you know, when you decide who you're going to work with um, and what brands to follow. Um, yeah, what what sustainability features do you keep your eyes uh, like peeled for? Yeah, um, I. It's a curse and a blessing that I'm a designer because I obviously look at lots of brands <laughs> and companies. Um, which means when I find a brand that are really aligned to my values, I want to invest um, or I'm aware of them mm-hmm. so that when I do need something in my wardrobe, I can invest into their products. Um, I look for sharing the same values as me, trying to be the best. I'm not seeking perfection within any, any company. I think it's impossible. Um, there's definitely limitations for sure in how good you can be because ultimately buying another product is not sustainable in the first place. Um, but when I look to invest mm. into a company um, or even work with a company, I try to make sure that both our values are aligned and that we're both trying to be better in the future, are uh, looking at the same sources um, of avenues to do that by uh, and try to work together in unison to get to that point. You, know, you mentioned they can't be perfect. Um, yes, which definitely um, 
that's definitely come up a lot, especially as we have conversations with, you know, people working in different industries. I wonder what's like a sustainability feature that you personally latch onto, or like, is there a consistent thing that you look for? Um, like, oh, is it, you know, how the cotton is grown or, um, you know, how they treat their workers, you know, like what, what element for you is uh, like a non-negotiable in terms of sustainability? Social responsibility is a big one for me. I really like to know um, who has made my garments and where they've come from. Um, I think social is is quite underrated as well um, as a topic within sustainability. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it probably seeks, it probably gathers the most uh, controversy controversy in a way because so many people try to mask that in companies that say that they are sustainable um it's just being fair to the workers Mm -hmm. making sure workers are getting um a living wage and being treated fairly and nicely Mm -hmm. Uh, I do have see it's a problem again it's a blessing and a curse being a designer because my eyes are open to so much and I'm aware of so much because I'm trying to help other brands Mm -hmm. change Um, So I have a lot more of a spectrum to look at than maybe your average consumer. So I do look at fine details. I do look at how well Mm. a garment's made, how it's going to last just because of the construction. I do look right down to the fiber um, and how, what that item is made from. Mm. I do make conscious choices about whether that product can be uh, biodegradable or how I would then get rid of it if it was not biodegradable. Um, I make choices before I even go Mm. to the shops that I actually need that product. So there's lots of, there's not really a straight answer to that question, Mm. unfortunately. Yeah, but I think that that could be a helpful principle for a consumer to apply to, to kind of have a frame Mm. of reference before going into the shop um, of something to look out for, um, whether that's material or construction or or something. Um, Okay, very cool. Fabulous. So I guess we're going to kind of wrap up this portion, but I guess if you had like a last note for a, a shopper out there or something to, to help them get started on their sustainability journey um, or when they're deciding whether or not to engage with a trend. Yeah, okay. So um, if you're looking to decide whether or not to engage in a trend, make sure you don't have the products in your wardrobe first that could meet those needs. I'd say is probably mm-hmm. the first port of call mm-hmm. because there's so much styling um, and personalization that you can do to your garments already uh, to meet most trends um, probably that are already coming out or emerging. And the coolest way is to do it yourself, I think, is to just have your take on what you think that trend is rather than being maybe not dictated by other brands, of course. But yeah, if you have the needs to do it, then you can do it by yourself. If not, um, Go to a retailer that you believe in. And if they answer the questions that you need answered, then you know that you're going to the right place. If they don't answer the questions that you want answers to, then you know that something's amiss. Um, and maybe they're not being as transparent and honest as they could be. Yeah, I think that's a that's an excellent point, both of those. Um, yeah, see what already works in your wardrobe. And to that point, I'll say that I'm noticing some like bell-bottom workout mm-hmm. pants are coming back out. Um, and I wore those in middle school and I still have them. So I was like, well, yeah. this trend just came back. So Exactly. Don't throw anything out. It's yeah. all circular. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. And then to the second point, like, yeah, to, to ask directly uh, the questions, because I think sometimes as a consumer, it can be overwhelming to think that you have to do all this research, yeah. but you can also just ask uh, and see what the answers are. So thank you for that. Uh, very helpful. Um, excellent. So that will wrap up this uh, conversation for mm -hmm. shoppers, consumers, and everyday people. Before you go, I just want to thank you for listening and engaging with the platform. Please share the podcast, rate us, or write a review on wherever you choose to listen. This is really helpful to spread the word about denim, fashion, and our sustainability efforts. If you want to stay in touch, please reach out via our social media channels or visit our website to download Denim Purvey's yearly sustainability report or our monthly newsletter so you can stay informed on the denim industry's sustainability efforts. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the next episode.